Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two. One. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire and I'm back with a new episode for you guys. I know the wait was a little bit, you know, shorter than the last wait. I mean, you guys almost had to wait two months for the last one, but don't worry. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. And the only break I'm taking, of course, is going to be when we break for Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, the day that we don't want to recognize as being, you know, for massacres and just all about the food, whatever you want to celebrate it as. It's all good, especially because this month is called Volvember. All right. There's been a lot of people in the sex positive community talking about this is the month of vulvas, which is very true. Respect the vulva, get the vulva check, take care of yourself. And we're all about healing this month. In fact, in fact, I'm giving you guys two psychics this month, right? It's, it's great. It's going to be great. Now, the first one I'd like to introduce, her name is Erin Acevedo. She's coming out of Florida. Lord have mercy, girl. I, praise to you. I'm just going to say that right now. We, we see, you know, Florida being a hotbed of many things. <laughs> also a magical land of the Florida man. But it's all good. But you are a Reiki healer a tarot reader, and a psychic medium. And today we're going to get down and dirty on a whole new level um, when it comes to sexual engagement and sexual intercourse. So Erin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Sapphire. I'm so excited to be here and connect with you and connect with your listeners. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, honestly, when you reached out because of a super fan friend, let me just say right now, um, I love when earbuds... DM me and say, yo, put my friend on your show. And I don't care what your following is. I'm not one of those shows that's going to be like, okay, what's her following like? Or what's their following like? Or what are they all about? No, I feel like people have stories to tell. I feel like it's the people that don't get put on that need the most spotlight. And yeah. You know, Leah, she's been a fan. Oh, my God. Let me age it back. She's been a fan since I started this show in college when I first landed on the Playboy radio scene. And that was back in like 2012. Yeah. She said that you guys went way back and that she's been listening to you and following you for a long time. She's yeah. amazing. She, she's the best. Dope individual. So shout out to Leah. Thank you so much for connecting me with Aaron because I'm just I'm very excited. And especially because what you wanted to talk about today, I'm like, damn, in all my years and I've done I've had psychics on the shows. They've done live readings with me, but I've never really talked about this. And you wanted to talk about more of this like sexual energy exchange that happens some people call it a transmutation some people just call it you know sexual energy and then you were saying that there's a thing about aura coming through when it comes to sex and I'm like wait a second <laughs> yeah I have colors coming out of my vagina this whole time <laughs> I mean we already know it's a portal Jesus so. <laughs> <laughs> So talking about the exchange of energy, like on, on its most simple base level, you're talking about connecting with another person or people, depending on what your situation is. So when you're connecting with someone, you're bringing your energy to the table and meeting their energy where they're at. So it, I think for a couple things, it's really important, like some people are amazing at, um, you know, when you're going to have a, a sexual encounter, making sure that you're clear in advance, that you don't bring all your crap, your emotional crap, your whatever to the table. And some people don't even have an awareness that this is a thing. Oh, absolutely. So, I think my biggest annoyance when I was still like very much a big hoe. I mean, I'm a hoe. I'm a <laughs> hoe. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hoe in my relationships. But I was a big hoe. Like, I'm even wearing a hat. I don't know if you can see it. 
I can show you later. But it's basically, you know, saying like, be the hoe that you are. Be the slut that you are. It's all yeah. good. No worries. But my biggest annoyance was when I would go on my little hoe trips and you would go to the person's house and it's like, did you not know that you were having some ass tonight? <laughs> right? Did you, did you not real? prepare your body, let alone your, your home, your space? Yeah. Because I'm so glad that you mentioned that because when you're coming into somebody's energetic field, it's not just their their being or their physical body. It's also your home. Like when I come to somebody's house, I notice what, whether we're hooking up or whether it's just I'm coming to hang out with a friend, I notice their energy in their home right away. Like, are you leaving things stagnant? Are you smudging and clearing, you know, using sage, I guess is the best yeah. way to describe it. So like, uh, what level of quote unquote upkeep are you doing energetically speaking? And again, across the board, there's some people that are over here doing nothing and having no clue what's going on whatsoever. And there's people over here that are like, when people come to my home, they're like, damn, Aaron. Okay. Like this is, this is like so peaceful and calm and like clear. And I don't get any like bad feelings. And I'm like, yeah, cause I only let people come to my home that are matching my vibration. Mm. It's so important. I cannot express how much, like as I've grown, how much that energy is needed. Like I get it now. I used to, listen, I used to like, call my friends crazy whenever they would talk about you know especially like my black girls when they're talking about their ancestors and all that shit I'm like listen honey I don't know what the fuck you're talking about but I feel the vibe we're vibing right but she's like oh no but you know so and so I can't bring her over because she has that bad energy that bad juju <laughs> and then I meet the person and I'm like Oh, oh, yeah, there is a little stankness to it. <laughs> then a friend of mine had like told me recently because I told her about this encounter with this girl. Like she's lovely and all, but I'm going to have to like cut it, you know, mm -hmm. and it was mostly like I hate to say it. It was smell like <sighs> and, you know, my friend was like, girl, you do know that, you know, with smells like I know you, you're particular with smells in general. People, my boyfriend, he just got home, dropped me off some coffee. I know he's going to roll his eyes, but he thinks my nose is just irregular. He's like, you just don't like smell. You, you don't like <laughs> the smell of a natural house. You don't like natural smells. Not the case. I like natural smells. I don't like natural funk. Yes, there's such a difference. And the thing is, too, like when you're a highly sensitive person, you're going to be more aware when something is off, whether it's scent. And and also everybody has different senses that are stronger. So like from a psychic standpoint, it's um, called your clairs. Your mm -hmm. clairaudience is your hearing. Your clairvoyance is psychic sight. Um, there's one for olfactory, which is your smell. So like if you have a heightened sense of one or multiple of these, because you're a highly sensitive person, you're going, it's going to be like borderline offensive at times or um, bombard you in a way that you're not expecting. She also told me that, you know, when it comes to scent with partners, that also shows like a level of attraction, whether yeah. like you might not be attractive to yes. that person. For sure. That's because crazy. Like on a, on a, like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a carnal level, like going back to like the caveman days when like literally we were just here to fucking reproduce. And that was like our yeah. sole purpose in life. <laughs> you have to like, you have, like, being real, you have to like be attracted to people that are, that have like the, the best like genetic makeup for you specifically, like when you, you hook up and reproduce, like that's how things were from the very beginning. And I'm not, you know, that's not like my area of expertise, but I've read and learned well enough that at the beginning, like that was by design, like nature evolved us that way. And that's why, I mean, I love pheromones. I, I do yeah. believe in the true science of pheromones. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, if we watch like Animal Planet or uh, mm -hmm. National Geographic, we've seen that. Pheromones 
exists. So for yeah. me, it's like, yeah, if I'm getting down and dirty and I smell something, even if it's myself, <laughs> I immediately <laughs> like I will You're stop. Like, I gotta fix this. Yeah, I gotta fix this. <laughs> or I like ask my partners, do I taste okay? Like, let me taste myself. Like as you went down on me, let me let me get a lick of what you're you're tasting because again Mm -hmm. i've always said this i never treat sex like bad food we don't like to go to a restaurant and be presented with bad food so why in the fuck when you're having sex you're gonna provide me with brat with bad genitalia (laughs) oh my god yes for real and i'm saying genitalia because i don't want to hear oh she got a stank pussy listen everybody has Pussy taste, dick taste, booty taste. There's all different flavors. For real. There's all different flavors. But we know the ones that taste and smell like shit. And the ones that taste like fucking roses. A fucking buffet. (laughs) For real. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But let's get into this whole sexual energy. So when... Like, first of all, Aaron, let's get to know you. When did you type, like, tap in to this gift that you have? Because not everybody has this, like, spiritual, higher power sense. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of foes out there. And I, I've heard people, you know, stop me on the street and they'll be like, oh my God, your aura. Like, I totally want to do a reading. And I'm like, <laughs> reading, I get, you know, I give them the time of day and I'm just like, you are so far off. Like, no, there's no way that I would ever blind and cold approach somebody like that, because that is so a violation of someone's personal space and boundaries. And to me, boundaries are such a huge thing. Like I would mm. never come up to somebody cold on the street and be like, Oh, you need to blah, blah, blah. Like, no man, it's not like that. Like it, at the very most, I actually just had an experience, um, Sorry, I'm like kind of going around your question, but it'll make sense. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) So I had an experience this past week where I was at the beach and I sat down for lunch and I had a woman sit down next to me almost immediately after. And we were just chit chat, you know, um, nothing crazy, just talking about life in general. She was on vacation. She asked me where I was from. I said local. And um, I felt compelled to give her my card. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this woman needs a reading from me, but I'm not going to push myself on her. So I was like, Hey, is it okay if I give you my card? And she's like, Oh sure. And I, at this point I hadn't even told her like who I am, what I do, nothing. We had just been casually talking and she goes, Oh, what do you do? And I handed her my card and I said, I'm a psychic medium. And she goes, Oh my gosh, can I get a reading from you now? Oh, and wow. I, was like, wow. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I had my cards with me and, you know, we did a reading and it was amazing and beautiful and such a lovely connection and experience. She was just a wonderful woman. But my point is, is that I asked for her consent to even give her my card. Like there was no, I'm going to come up to you and, and look at you and tell you things. But no, man, could I do that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is that appropriate to do? No. Um, so tapping into my gifts. So I've known to a degree um, that I was psychic or intuitive since I was a teenager. I was about 18 or 19. Prior to that, I'd had like a couple one-off things where I was like, maybe this is something, but I was literally like middle school age. So you don't know, you don't know anything from anything from, from anything when you're that age. So, um, you know, the more I started kind of playing around with stuff, um, in my, in my late twenties, I started practicing with Oracle cards and then I got confident enough to start reading people that were close friends of mine. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed. I got Reiki attuned in 2014. And the day that I got Reiki attuned, I was here. I was clear audience. I was hearing messages from spirit guides the day that I got attuned doing Reiki. So this Reiki attuned, what is that exactly? Like, is this a certification process? Like what, what is that? Yeah. So, um, Reiki attunement has several levels. There's Reiki one, Reiki two, and then master level. And, um, Reiki one, you get kind of like a basic overview and you have to take a class with a master who gives you, um, an energetic attunement. So it's like a, like a half day class, like a five hour long thing. And they, there's a handbook and there's a whole certification process. And then you practice at the end. Oh, wow. So the people who just get attuned practice on each other. I like that. 
Yeah, it's I've, really I've, cool. I've heard about, you know, Reiki being used for many different things. Um, shout out to Safe Slut, Trisha Wise. Um, she does Reiki with her products for um, herpes positive uh, clientele. Um, cool. So a lot of her, her potions that she conjures up, she uses the power of Reiki to, to make them. sure, you know, to charge and, and seal them yeah. off. Which honestly, I really don't like, like, listen, I support my friends and their products sometimes they just may not work for me i can uh-huh. tell you right now that um safe sluts products very natural probably one of the only products that i was actually like open to using since my herpes diagnosis where i was like i noticed a change and it's better awesome as far as like outbreaks and everything like i've had a few scares but as far as like the severities none for the past year and a half, which is great. That's a huge testament to what she's doing and her product. That's so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's, it's awesome that you mentioned that because there's so many different things you can use it for. You can use it to charge objects. Like, um, I have a friend that I regularly gift crystals to, and I charge them ahead of time. I I've given bracelets and, and just like little pocket pieces and things like that. And I just do the Reiki energy in my hands, put it between my palms um, put an intention on it so that it's specific to them and then it's gifted and it's theirs. And occasionally like, I'll be like, Hey, do you still have that thing? Let me recharge it for you. So Aww. you can do it with objects. You can do it. Like I can do Reiki with, um, pets. Some people Reiki their food. Um, that's not something that I even like, it doesn't even occur to me when I'm eating again. Like, I, I'm getting, before. I'm giving like a side, like, wait, what Reiki my food. <laughs> Seriously, like, I guess because you're raising the energetic vibration of it when you're putting it in your body. So it makes sense. But like I was telling you before off mic, I'm a Taurus. Like, we don't play around with our food. We just straight up eat. So I'm like... Like, I'm like, I don't have time for all this ceremony. I need to eat my food. <laughs> exactly. And I feel so bad. Like I, I'm when if I make something, I'm going to like take pictures and angles. And then I realize I'm like, shit, the Aries in me is all about that business. Then yes. I notice that other people around me are like, bitch, can we eat? Like <laughs> exactly. this food is getting cold. You might like your food cold, but I, I need it warm. I need it hot. <laughs> And immediate, yeah. Yes, like, please let us eat. But that is so interesting of the uses of Reiki. Now, what do you say about, I honestly, I I am on that that level, not that level, but I'm on the side of the sex educators out there that are telling people, please stop putting these yoni stones in your (laughs) vagina. Like, no, that's not that's not necessary whatsoever yes just like we you know last year in quarantine everybody's like oh my god go and charge your genitals go out in the sun and just spread them yes (laughs) i've seen that going around too and i'm like no i'm good thanks though yes that's why i'm like (laughs) i love tapping into people like yourself because i'm like please make sense of this because it's people out there who are charging themselves with the these stones non-healthy stones okay let's be real when you put foreign objects that is not a tampon no or you know even a pad in between your legs and not every single stone is meant to um be internalized not even just by physically inserting but also like um you know some people put stones in their drinking water and but not, I mean, to me, like, yes, you can do the research and some people do and they're all about it. But to me, I'm like, I just rather not even take a chance. on like, whoops, that one was poison. Like, exactly. Because <laughs> there's no coming back from that. Good. You know, you only have no. one body. Take care of right. it. Take care I'm of like, it. Wear, wear them like bracelets, earrings, necklaces, whatever, anklets, whatever. Wear them, carry them in your pocket. Some some girls carry them in their bra. Cool. I was just going to say, um, one of the last psychics that I had a couple years ago, she gave me um, amethyst and I used to put mm-hmm. it in my bra. However, one time during the hotel, it fell out and it broke. And she's like, oh, oh, it's okay. Just glue it it's back. It's not meant and, for you anymore. Yeah. It just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to put any crystals in my bosoms. Uh, well, and the, uh, the other thing about it is, is that when you um, it for each individual, like one crystal might be amazing energetically for one person and might not for another one. You mentioned amethyst specifically. I cannot energetically tolerate it raw. Mm. It, it doesn't 
vibe with me the right way. It makes me like anxious. It's like too overpowering for me, like tumbled. It's fine. But somebody gifted me a raw one once and I was wearing it on my hand and I'm like, Oh, why do I feel like this? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I put two and two together and, and it didn't occur to me right away because like I said, I can do a tumbled one, but not raw. It's just a different experience. Interesting. Now let's yeah. get to the, the spiritual level of sex too, because you know, intercourse is penetration. We yep. are putting technically someone's energy inside of us. Yes. So what does it mean that when I'm reading up on these things and people are like, how to tell when bad sexual energy is around you or telling your partner who you love so much is just not sexually energetically compatible which I'm like wait 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 hold the phones you mean to tell me somebody that I might be in love with adore worship the ground you know want to just like hug him kiss him they might not be sexually energetically compatible like that's the thing yeah and then as I'm in my own relationship something occurred last night um my primary boyfriend uh, partner and I, Benjamin, we decided not to use barriers, um, which is a huge step for us, especially because, you know, since my um, vaginal herpes diagnosis, you know, there's some limitations. But mm-hmm. I myself, you know, being polyamorous and I'm very like intuitive with my body and want to make sure that all parties are, you know, remain in negative territory. I've been getting myself frequently tested. I make sure that my antivirals are not to a level that can, you know, transmit to my other partners. So we made a very big step last night. Some people say, like, why haven't you guys done this years ago? And we're like, we weren't ready. You just aren't ready. And it's better to be safer than sorry. So, and I always say, like, unless if you know that this person's going to be around for a long time, barriers all the way. Barriers all the way. Because it's a lot. But when I tell you the energy of just the the sex last night it was on a whole different level uh-huh yeah and even he agreed he was like you know i like after you know he came not inside of me um just even just leading up to the climax of his, of him coming it was just like everything felt different and we have connected yes like we've we are connected as hell but last yeah. night i think it just really that energy or whatever exchange it was, even though his bodily fluids weren't inside me, it felt like it because the fact that I don't have this barrier, I didn't have this wall that I can feel, I can feel him. Right. And for him to even say like after he climaxed, it was like, I need to like sit and process this. Like this was. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Like he had to process, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I'm like, is this that sexual energy that they're talking about? Like what, what is this? Cause it's crazy to me. Like, and again, disclaimer, we have great sex. Y'all y'all have heard this (laughs) and it's all 13 years. And when, in the years that he's stepped in my life, the sex has never been horrible, but this was just like, I went to church and died last night, I think. that That's really <laughs> what the bit, fuck oh happened. <laughs> well, okay. So one, it's the very obvious removal of something physical that was in between you. Mm-hmm. So there, that's one level of it. Then two, you're removing the um, anxiety that you have around it and the awareness that you have around it because you're thinking about it, even if it's just on a subconscious level or in the back of your head, you're aware that it's there. So when you take that away, it frees you up mentally, emotionally, and energetically. So, um, yeah. And also, you know, you were talking about how some, you know, how some people can be more energetically compatible than others. I mean, I feel like yes, on an energy level, but also like when you're dating or having a relationship or a sexual relationship with anybody, you automatically know intuitively, is this somebody that I'm attracted to? Is this somebody that I'm drawn to? And that, magnetism or that draw is energetic. And I think that a lot of the times we're kind of conditioned to 
examine things on like a logical level first or like a get carried away with our emotions first instead of like how do I feel like in my gut about being connected to this person physically absolutely and this can even go on to the borderlines of you know being polyamorous and being monogamous something that you and I are on the same totally different different. spectrums yeah you're monogamous as fuck I'm polyamorous who as fuck as fuck (laughs) I'm polyamorous as fuck but I've also been lately uh questioning how polyamorous I am now uh my level of polyamory has changed especially during the pandemic and you know I'm really not seeking new energy new partners right now but I'm also you know even reevaluating the ones that I have now like you know what are we kind of thing and like how open are we and it seems like I'm on the same page and level with all my partners now um even with the loss of one I gained a stronger connection with her on a more family deeper connection because again you know she is part of my extended chosen family um you know my partner benjamin still dates her and you know it's not a matter of like making it work so all parties are comfortable it's just like there is a love for us it's just not sexual anymore so we had to We shifted. Exactly. So being monogamous and when you're talking about, you know, the sexual energy and then versus like with me, it's like I have the sexual energy, but it's not just reserved for one person. Is there a difference or, you know, would you say almost in a sense, polyamory and monogamy is not so much different and we need to stop putting these like shuns on either sides because you got the polyamorous people sometimes they're just not accepting of monogamous people you have the monogamous people that are just like well polyamory i don't get the fuck like (laughs) it's just like a battle of the relationships but people are are missing the whole construct of it it's it's relationships one relationship solidifying another relationship and sometimes multiple relationships Yes. And, you know, to me, I feel like, and, you know, speaking just personally for myself, that I would never be okay with not having the education and the information. We've talked about this on your Instagram account as well. Like, it's not my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but I could never imagine being ignorant to lifestyles that are not mine. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being like, like so flippant, like, oh, well, ew, it's not for me, blah, blah, blah. No, like it, because I'm not practicing it personally does not mean that nobody else should practice it. Like what kind of crazy egotistical shit is that? 1000% or just like the fact, like, I think my biggest annoyance is when people pretend, you know, to offer services that help supposed, you know, alternative lifestyles. And then you talk to them and it's like, wait, hold, hold up. Like now, now you you got some shit to work through. Right. Right. Like you can't claim us. And then you're going to basically say why we need to get out of this type of lifestyle. Like it just, it doesn't work that way. Like the 180 flip. Like, oh, now that I've got you. Right. It's like like, come full circle or don't come at all. For real, for real, for real. No, I mean, it's so, to me, like, it is such a personal choice how you conduct your sexual relationships, regardless of who you are and how you do it. And no, no two people are going to do things the exact same way because you have other factors coming into play, how you were raised, what kind of um, examples were set forth for you, not even just from your family of origin, but from the people in your circles growing up. And also you're going to change that shift that you were talking about where you're like, I think I'm a little less polyamorous or a little more whatever you can change your mind back again. Maybe in another year, in two years, you'll be like, no, I want to extend it to more partners. Or maybe you'll be like, no, I want to be monogamous for a while. Who the hell knows? There's absolutely nothing wrong with shifting as your priorities shift, as your personality shifts, as your needs shift, and as the needs of your partners or partner shifts. You can't pigeonhole yourself like what was good for me in my 20s is not what is good for me now at 40 years old 
Absolutely. And I think that's, again, a thing that people, you know, tend to forget when it comes to sex. It's like, yes, there's a sex that you can have that has zero connections. Then there's the sex mm-hmm. that has connections. But it might not mean that, you know, you're going to marry this person right away. It's just that the fact of the matter is you have a good sexual relationship with this person and it doesn't yes. lead to anything else but the sexual relationship that you've built. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I have um, uh, somebody that I'm still friends with to this day that leaving my ex-husband was uh, first and foremost a friend with benefits. Like we didn't know each other at all prior to my divorce. We started hanging out and hooking up on that level. He was super chill, still is super chill, but this was 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. 10 plus years ago. And, um, you know, as our as our friendship progressed and I started dating the man who's my now husband, like obviously being a monogamous person, I was like, okay, well now our relationship has to shift and how is that going to work and having that conversation. But like now I could message him at the drop of a hat and be like, Hey, I'm having a rough day. And he'll be like, here's a cool song for you to listen to and feel better. So, you know, you can have like your dynamics change with people, but they don't have to like, it doesn't have to be like, well, I'm in a monogamous relationship. So we have to cut off all ties forever and we can never talk again. Like I love this person deep in my heart, but it's not like I want to run away with you and be with you forever. And we had a wonderful sexual dynamic when we were that with each other. Right. But it's that shift again that I was talking about where you, you know what your boundaries are. You know what the other person's boundaries are. You have clear and candid conversations because you're adults and you should fucking be able to have those conversations without tiptoeing around or wondering how the person's going to take it. It's like, dude, having candid conversations with friends, lovers has never resulted in anything bad. If anything, it's like, man, I'm so glad that we've talked about it and we're on the same page, you know? 1000%. And again, it leads to the fact of sexual compatibility. You can have that sexual tension for somebody and never once act upon it because of the fact that you're not ready. Or again, you don't want to ruin the other um, relationship that you guys have. It could be a strictly Uh platonic, but strong sexual relationship with each other, but you don't have to act upon your feelings. And I think that's a problem too is, um, we always feel, and again, because we're, we are a predator. We are, uh-huh. you know, we're human. We have needs, we have wants, we have desires, but whether or not we choose to feed into those desires, it's our choice. Right. Our choice. Yes. So it comes back to boundaries again, like we were talking about before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's just very important on all levels of relationships doesn't matter you know if you're entangled or not or intertwined with each other like like you said boundaries and consent is important on all fucking levels seriously yep from physical to energetic all the way across the board absolutely let's get into colors I pulled up something I need to know. I know the earbuds out there want to know. Now, shout out to Elite Daily for this. But we're going to see if Aaron agrees or disagrees with how these colors are are mentioned. Now, before we get into that, what is it about the, the aura? What is this aura color that you were telling me about sex when we were trying to figure out like what to talk about? What what do you mean that you see aura during like you see colors and aura aura colors during sex? I'm trying to figure out how to like say it, but please take it away, Erin. <laughs> so it's it's not even just colors. Sometimes I see okay. Let me back it up. I'm trying to trying to do this like the the way that's gonna make the most sense. Okay. So I am not normally an aura reader. So I in my day-to-day life as a psychic medium, I'm not walking around going, you're blue, you're purple, you're whatever. It's <laughs> it's like cool for people who can. That's not my specialty. That's not the gift I was given. Totally fine. But come to find out <laughs> during intercourse, and it's not every single time um, that I do see colors. And it's um, sometimes it's the person's aura. Sometimes it's just the color that we're co-creating. Mm. Isn't that cool? So you mean to tell me if you had two people or more people intertwine, I'm just going to put it out there, Aaron, if you ever join an orgy, all of a sudden you could see a bunch of people just making a bunch of colors mixing in with each other. 
Uh-huh. Like um, there was at the beginning of my relationship with, with my husband, I saw pink and purple a lot. And pink is um, a heart chakra color, obviously. And then purple is um, an intuitive or psychic color. So it's like being connected both romantically and on an intuitive level. And it's funny because, again, I have even said what Elite Daily said, and they definitely <laughs> yeah. said pink is, you know, the most gentle and emotional of all the auras in the spectrum um, intended for the deepest lovers and most expressive underneath the sheets. Then they yeah. said with purple, you know, they, they describe it as more of like your kink level is high. You prefer sex that strays from the norm and leaves you breathless yet wanting more. Huh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about like the the kink aspect of it, but for sure it's it purple is connected to your intuition or your psychic abilities or um your higher consciousness. I like that. So to me, when I think of those two colors together, I think of being interconnected in both heart and uh, on like a soul level. Mm-hmm. And um you know, there's been times where I've seen um like galaxies in outer space there's been times where I've seen like a giant castle where it's like the two of us inside of a, the the castle with like the pink and purple. It's crazy. Like, what does that again, even mean? Like this, is that like the home you make or like that? That's so, some deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like to the, to the best of what I've been able to determine and I'm just going by my personal experience, there's not, I, I was telling you um, when we talked about it prior last week that I know one other person that, she and I talked about it and she's like, Oh yeah, I've totally seen colors during sex as well. But it's, it's such an uncommon thing. Or if it's maybe more common than I realize, people don't talk about it because maybe they think it's taboo or it's weird or whatever, but I don't have a lot of notes to compare with people. So yeah. I kind of have to be like, this is what my interpretation is. Like when I think of like the castle, that's the the dynamic that the two of us share together that's the connection that we have with each other and it's it's inside as opposed to an outside world having influence i like that because honestly you know if you do feel close with a partner i want to be able to feel at home at peace that we're building something together and people say you know you can't have your your uh your castle empty you have to have it with your king and queen or your queen queen whatever you want to you know the regalness you want to build up your partner in the same regal manner that you want to build yourself with so i i could see that i could see that as making those connections now when they talk about red um I'm, I'm loving how they don't even talk about it as like a red flag. And I've heard people say this, like, you know, I saw red and immediately I could not be with this partner anymore. But now no, red is passion. Exactly. And I and <laughs> I think about it and I'm like, I do see a lot of red, but also his and I's favorite color is purple. But most like so most of the time I see a lot of violet and you know, yeah. it's mostly like I see a lot of violet undertones or if I have the lights dimmed and I have it to a color setting, I keep a lot of purple lights around. I don't like other you colors know, during sex. It's specifically violet or purple. You know what I think um, as you were describing that, what popped into my mind is that perhaps his aura is red and yours is blue. Mm. So when you connect to each other together, you become purple. I like that. What does the blue mean then coming out of me, would you say? So blue people are highly sensitive. Um, They're intuitive. They're very much in touch with their own feelings and other people's feelings. They're helpers. They're caregivers. Um, They make sure that everybody in their circle feels like when you're with somebody that has a blue aura, it's all eyes on each other like mm-hmm. you feel like you're seen by somebody with that color that's like, definitely something I've been struggling with is is being seen and heard I go to therapy about this a lot it's you know I feel like people see me but are they hearing me and are they seeing what they want to see or are they seeing beyond 
you know, just a, a pretty face or the fact that she's in love with somebody. So I'm, I've mm-hmm. been having those that difficulty. Then I feel seen and heard by my partners the most, sometimes even more than my so-called friends that I put in quotations. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's it's just been a, an ongoing battle. It's It's finding those connections like I feel connected with people that I am with sexually but as far as like non-sexually that's my biggest struggle is finding those connections where I'm like are we friends or are we just you know I'm the convenience you know when so-and-so is not available oh call call Megan Sapphire for for the good of time you know what I mean yeah well, uh, as you were talking I started thinking too that uh, another thing we didn't touch on is that blue is connected to your throat chakra so if you feel like you're having challenges speaking up or speaking your truth or being heard, then um, that's related to your throat chakra. And if it's closed, then that means that you don't feel like you're being heard. You don't feel like you can communicate comfortably your true feelings or that you kind of have to temper yourself to meet someone else's standard. So what do you do to open that portal? Reiki. I mean, first and foremost, Reiki, it's really so good on so many levels because you're not just energetically clearing yourself, but, um, you have an, an overwhelming sense of calm, peace, relaxation, um, clarity, which is amazing. And then physically it it feels so good as well. It's, it's emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, And then for me specifically, some Reiki practitioners um, just do energetic healing, but I do psychic feedback as well. So when I'm doing a Reiki session for a client and it can be physically in person, it can be at a distance. I could do a Reiki session with someone sitting down, knowing that they're receiving it or going about their day at any time. It doesn't matter. The end result is the same. Um, But then I receive feedback from their spirit guides as well. And it can be their career, their personal life, their romantic life, whatever comes up, we, as long as it's something that is relevant to them, I pass it on. If it's something, you know, um, they always say like, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? Like I would never pass on something negative or something that's not going to help someone. I like that. But thank you. So, um, so that's a huge one. Also meditating helps. Um, and, I'm going to say, because as soon as you tell somebody to meditate, they're like, oh, I know I can't do that. I can't, I can't. <laughs> Everybody like freaks out right away when you start mentioning meditation. So know that there are many ways to meditate. Um, you're focusing on your breath. It's breath work. So you don't have to be like in a meditative state with the music and the gongs and the sound bowls and the whole nine. <laughs> you can be like, I try to look at this practically because we're busy people. Yeah. We have crazy lives. We don't have time. I mean, I, I personally have to make time because it's what I do for work, but the average person does not have the time to devote to sitting and doing a 30 minute meditation. So, um, if you're a runner focusing on your breath while you run is meditative. If you're a swimmer focusing on your breath while swimming laps is meditative. If you are, um, taking a shower, focus on your breath. Well, and you're also, um, using water to clear your energy as well. So there's so many different techniques that you can use and it's just focusing without, like, you don't have to do a meditation in the traditional sense to clear your energy. Would you say that masturbation could be a form yes. of meditation? <laughs> yes. Cause well, I know I there's somebody out there. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I know someone's going to ask me this and if I didn't press it, they're going to be like, why did you ask her? You, you're the queen of masturbating. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll ask the masturbation question. But you know, I, I do feel more at peace. I feel that yeah. there's a certain energy that is being released and also received, whether it's by myself or with partners. Yep. Dopamine, serotonin, yeah. all the good shit. I feel like you're, I feel like, you know, orgasms are a form of meditation if you think about it. Yes. Also, if you're really physically focused on your connection, if you're, if you're having intercourse as opposed to just doing a solo session, if 
you really, and I'm going to get like really specific here, but Please. whatever you're calling, this is your, this is your podcast. And this oh, is what honey, we, do. we, we get like, down and dirty. Get his <laughs> dig deep, dive deep, fist it in. But Let's do it. <laughs> there are t- I love you. So there are times when I, when I really want to focus on my partner and that energetic exchange to where I'm literally focusing on every, every stroke, every push wow. where you're like literally putting all of your focus and intent on that specific area and that action and that movement, because first of all, it helps you come a lot faster and better and harder. And second of all, it takes away all of the distraction of everything else that's going on around you. You're literally putting all of your intent and focus specifically on the act itself. So, okay. Since you were saying, you know, you focus on a certain aspect for, you know, the visually impaired, let's break it down. Like, do you draw your partner in closer or, you know, when you're saying like you're focusing on the strokes, is it when you are maybe preparing them with a nice hand job, blow job, you know, do you suck a little harder? Do you like kind of make them force your head down? Like what are those things that would make you more at this point? Because we're using the power of um, sexual energy and this also sounds like a form of Reiki almost because you're giving that healing power. You're focusing on one. You're transferring mm-hmm. that energy from yourself to another person. How, how would you do like go about that? Like, what are some tips that you would tell somebody that says, you know what? I feel like we're good in bed, but how can we make it better without my partner feeling like they're less because whenever we give tips, yeah. everybody, you know, puts the tips as a negative thing. And it's like, no, you want to enhance. You want to enhance mm-hmm. and keep your person. Yeah. Well, and you have to spin it as like, hey, I want to do this because I want to feel more connected to you or I want to be more. Um, I want this to be more sexually gratifying for you. If you phrase literally anything to your partner as I want this to benefit you, they're not going to be offended by that. <laughs> like, That's true. You, you, if, if you're painting a picture for somebody to see like how they will benefit from it, then I think that that, that puts somebody like less on the defensive and more on the like, oh, I'm open to hearing what you're going to suggest. So yeah, I mean, blowjobs, absolutely. Or hand jobs, that kind of, I'm like doing this. She's doing the strokes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be good. But I was specifically thinking of vaginal intercourse and, and penetration, like that, having that connection. So is that like a more of like you draw them in by like, if they're on top, for instance, you kind of pull them in more, like you Mm -hmm. press their buttocks more to like thrust deeper inside of you. Or if you're riding on top, you want to make sure like, I for one hate riding on top for numerous reasons. Most of it's a lot of insecurity. Like, yeah, I'm a woman on top. Great. It's fabulous, but I get a little tired. This thickness <laughs> yeah. is just too tired for all that. So I'm going to need you to plow me hard because I can't do all this riding. Like, <laughs> that's what you switch it up halfway through. That's fine. Yeah. I have bad news. So there's only so long that I can be on Ex- top. Exactly. Like, I'll be on top for a little bit. My titties will start to hurt. The knees will be on lock. But if that's, yes. it's that, if that's what gets you off, cool. But then I'm at a certain point, I have to beg for it. Like, please flip me the fuck over switch <laughs> rotate <Yes. laughs> yep exactly put, put me in doggy i i could work my doggy magic right there and it's it's just as good i promise you yep exactly 100% <laughs> cuz like okay and then what about this would you say that even um erectile dysfunction or you know dryness of the vaginal area would you say that also has to be a a part of sexual energy that's not being seen or or felt between two people you know it's interesting because I hadn't ever really considered it but as soon as you brought it up yeah absolutely that makes sense to me and I think that you know there's obviously there's practical scientific ways to enhance that or to, to get around it or to figure out what works, but also, yeah, you should outside of the bedroom be having conversations about 
you know, how, how can we make this work better for both, for both of us? That's such an important or multiple of us, depending on your dynamic. Absolutely. Cause I mean, we need to stop blaming it. That is one partner and, and get to the bottom of it. If like you said, you know, if it's a partner, talk to that partner. If it's mm-hmm. a group of partners and you guys are all sharing the same sexual energy, but someone's off or throwing it off. Yeah. You got to address it. That's why yep. I say the importance of checking in with your partner, monogamous or polyamorous or not. Check-ins are important. Yep. Check-ins, yeah, they are. check-ins are important. And let me tell you the, the, the after check-in sex. Woo, honey. Yes. <laughs> that's the good shit right there. That that's the that's the money maker right there. Like not the money maker cuz shit. I've said it before. The more sex I have, I swear to god, you think that I would receive a $100 bill every time I come. <laughs> I'd be a rich bitch by the way of my orgasms coming out of my vagina. Like oh Okay, cash me out. But <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> but like I I I honestly truly believe that you know, when that energy is good and when you're talking about it and then, you know, you guys may or may not even have sex like right after. But just a couple of days later, after, you know, processing everything that you talked about, then it's like, damn, they really listened or damn, they really didn't listen. So that's a problem. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's energetic and then it's on a communication level. And there's so many things that factor in that it's like. And that impacts your partnership long term as well. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Time flies when you're having fun. Erin, where can people get in touch with you? You know, what services are you offering? Oh, gosh, I feel like I have to bring on like one final time because it's just that would like, be amazing. I, I just feel like we can go on tangents for days. But I think that one, the energy on this was just great. But. I know people are going to want to get in touch with you, maybe get a reading done themselves. So please, where can they find you? Uh, so my website is thegoldenhearthealer.com, www.thegoldenhearthealer.com. Um, on Instagram, it's at Aaron Acevedo Psychic, and that's A-C-E-V-E-D-O. And then on Facebook, it's also Aaron Acevedo, Psychic. Perfect. And of course, I'll put this all in the description of this episode tonight. I I do want to maybe ask you this quick favor, you know, maybe. Sure. Would you would you like to do a reading on me? Is that even possible? Virtually? Yeah, of course. Like, of course, you can do a read. Yeah, I, I'm, like, literally I'm anytime, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you need me to remove like my beanie, my headphones, like, girl, I'm at your disposal. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm excited. If I need to turn my background off, I like really would love that. No, stay like literally just as you are. You're good. Just give me a sec. Okay. Okay. So the very first thing that comes up for you is to make sure that everybody in your partnership is on the same page. Make sure that everybody, not even just, I hear ground rules, but I feel like it's more than just ground rules. I feel like it's important that everybody, one person isn't like, okay, well we're doing this. And the other person's like, oh, but I thought we were doing this instead. Like I'm keeping it broad on purpose because I want to make sure, first of all, I'm not trying to air all your laundry, but second of all, that it's, it's not this, it's not the specific instance or incident, it's overall how you have to conduct your dynamics because I feel like at least one person is over here while all the rest of you are here. So just make sure that, also I feel like this person needs more attention than everybody else. And um, words of affirmation are important for this person as well. So I feel like they're feeling like they're kind of left in the dust because they want that verbal confirmation that they're amazing, they're doing a great job, they're beautiful, they're wonderful, whatever superlatives they need to feel okay. But I really feel like sometimes energetically that's more than you can offer. So it makes it difficult for you because you want to, you want to people please, but also you don't want to go overboard to the point where it drains you energetically as well. Does that make sense? I have to say, I'm a little like, oh, wow. <laughs> Your face, yeah. <laughs> um, because, and I, I mean, I don't mind sharing my dirty laundry because right now there is somebody where I'm like, I, I've talked about it with um, my other, uh, my girlfriend and 
you know, I was like, I don't, I don't think <laughs> we're sexually compatible. Not her and I, we're, we're great, uh-huh. but there's a, a, a certain individual, um, that, all of my partners have been with, including myself, but I feel that it's more of on a friend level for and me. And they're looking for that. They're looking for that validation. Like, oh my, like, and they're feeling kind of bad about it. Like they fucked something up. Yeah. And I, I get it though. Cause this person um, in particular is not technically attracted to women like sexually. Yeah. We've been on that level, but you know, they've made it clear that, you know, they're attracted to me, for instance, and my girlfriend. But when it comes to women in general, it's not so much. And for me, I'm more gay. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not that doesn't work. It does. It just you can't. Yeah, it doesn't work. I don't like being treated. I, I don't want to say that this person is treating me that way. But I also don't like you said, I don't have the energy. Um to really I don't have the energy to teach and I don't have the energy to kind of be like well hey I'm not your experiment either right and the thing is is that it's not your responsibility to be someone else's teacher especially in a day and age where you can be so educated and informed on your own time and yes there's a level of personal dynamics that comes into play where you can only learn things from each other but also you can't lean on someone to do all of the emotional labor for you either that's the other like the flip of that you know absolutely because I don't mind being this person's friend but as far as like a sexual thing it's like sex is a very big thing for me you know Mm -hmm. um and it's not it's not like a sex addiction it's just the fact of my love language is Sex is one is physical touch exactly, Mm -hmm. you know sexual compatibility that whole nine like that's what makes me me in my relationships you know yep it's a must have it's a deal breaker if it's not there but I also don't have time to teach (laughs) no and that's okay you're setting again boundaries we're circling all the way around and back you know what your boundaries are. And you're setting them and the people that are in your dynamic have to respect that. They don't have to like it, but they do have to respect it. 1000%. And, you know, and then when you factor in how people feel emotionally or how people take things personally, like you're not meaning to be offensive, but unfortunately, sometimes because you're a blunt and straightforward person, not everybody knows how to receive that. I'm a blunt and straightforward person too, so I understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. For it's real, been known. And that's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Instagram lets me know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but that's all good. <laughs> it's all good in the hood. I don't right. want to be everybody's cup of tea. I don't want no. everybody's energy around me. Uh-uh. I'm cool with staying in the house. Like I'm good. Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> and and career wise, I already told you the other day what I saw for you, and that you said that was one hundred percent accurate, and you were able to validate that as well. Please share it with the people because I want people to understand before I, <laughs> I I hit them with some news. So I saw for Sapphire that um, she needs to be uh, doing like video. Uh, education more and putting herself out there visually. Um, I I really see in in the next quarter, like calendar year quarter, you really making a transition where you're doing a lot more um, on camera, educational, but still with the same personality that people have grown to love from you and listeners have been drawn to you for, but being able to see, like I said, when I was doing your reading, the expression on your face and the way that you connect visually is going to be just another element that people are looking for that extra layer of connection and you have it to offer in space. So I really feel like you would be shortchanging the people in your audience if you don't take that next step. Well, I can say this right now, folks, there is a change coming. 
you got to go to MsRadioSapphire.com and witness the change. Um, yes. I am starting to take some bookings. So if you want voiceover work, if you want speaking engagements, you can book me directly onto the site. Also, of course, for people that are like, I still can't find your podcast. It's right there. You guys can subscribe and listen to it right there. But there's more to come. And I don't want to reveal it to just yet. But I am going to say next month is going to be the final month of audio Sapphire's earplay. I'm not saying that I'm going away, but there is a transition coming. So when Aaron had said this, this is something that I have been brewing over for a few months now. So I've been taking, you know, time off to tap into my mental to see what is next for me. I'm and for the record, we didn't we didn't know each other. We didn't. I didn't know anything about your background other than that you're a radio person like I'm a former radio person as well. But I knew nothing about your projects prior to a few weeks ago. Yes. So. And so, you know, I'm, I'm tapping into more of my talents. I, I have the capacity to do, to do so. But of course, you know, things have to shift. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is the end of Sapphire's earplay. There's just might be an extension to come. But as exactly. far as January 2022, there's going to be some changes, all which will be answered on MsRadioSapphire.com. I love that I could actually say this. Yeah, I got a website. Should. Celebrate all of your goodness. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, oh my God, Aaron, it's it really truly has been an experience. Um, and honestly, listeners, earbuds, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this experience too. So again, Aaron, what is your Instagram so they can get in touch with you? It's at Aaron Acevedo Psychic, and that's E R I N A C E V E D O Psychic. Perfect. And of course, earbuds, you can find me at Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, at Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram, and now MsRadioSapphire.com. Coming up next week, I have my dear, dear friend, Sabrina Perry. She is also a psychic. She does some readings, but we're going to interpret sex dreams. Sex dreams Ooh, is what we're interpreting. Right. So if you want, slide into the DMs this week. If you have a specific sex dream that you need interpreted, we might read about it on air. But the the only way that you can do it, of course, like I said, hit me up at MsRadioSapphire.com or slide in the DMs at MsRadioSapphire at Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. I will be very anonymous with it. I don't want to reveal names, so don't worry. They won't be revealed, but your sex dreams might be interpreted on air. If you give me the good shit, we'll reveal the good shit. So sex <laughs> dreams yeah. next week. Remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Until next time, good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.